Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast uh, where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing the game fun, memorable, and maybe in this case, stressful, as we will, about uh, whatever context colored that experience for our guest uh, when they had this meaningful time with it. A little bit of housekeeping up top uh, is that we are uh, all over social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter, so I guess we're in two places. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod and on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. But there's just one Y on the Twitter username, so it's B Y O U R. Uh, on both of these uh, social media websites, you can see the episodes we have coming out, the fun art I make for every. Uh, every release and then learn about uh, what our guest is up to and how to support them. There's going to be links in the show notes for everything we plug. So you can just click pretty easily right there, uh, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, you can also support the show a few different ways. Uh, first is by leaving us a rating and review on uh, whatever podcast catcher you listen to us on. Uh, if it's an, if it's on Apple podcasts, I can see those. So I will shout you out and read it on the show. <laughs> Um, and then if it's anywhere else like Spotify or whatever made up catcher you've got, uh, message me on social media. I'd be happy to read it um, because leaving us a rating and review helps people find us, helps more people like you uh, listen to the show. Uh, you can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the game that we're discussing on our main event today. And then lastly, you can check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. That's NPC like a non-player character. And there you can find a ton of bonus uh, video game podcasts from me and Call Me By Your Game from Video Games, a comedy show, Inside Video Games with July, and also the Reactivators. Uh, and if you like this show, you've been listening to it for a while. Every month, the one of the big bonus ticket items on the $10 DJ Toad tier is a Call Me By Your Game co-op episode where I sit down with a group of people and talk about a meaningful uh, video game uh, to all of us. Sometimes we, we hit a few new releases every year. We also uh, uh, take the Wayback Machine and play old games as well. Um, and coming up uh, this month, at the end of December, uh, we're going to have our 30th co-op episodes, uh, uh, 30th co-op episode all about uh, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds fun, I want to hear that and all 30 other ones, because uh, we've been doing this for a while, uh, you can find it again at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. But that'll do it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our guest. And I got to say, you know, some guests, I fully understand when I'm doing the housekeeping, they're zoning out, they're on their phone, they're taking a drink of water. I've never seen such an engaged person when I've been doing this, and I was taking peeks. Uh, please welcome to the microphone, John Mackey. Oh, yeah, this is me. No, I'm kidding. That's a funny voice I was going to do, and I'm not going to. Um, what's up, dude? I was going to say, no one's, no one's ever hopped in did the, into their introduction as a character. Didn't tell you we I was so going to do a character on the show. <laughs> Hey, we've had weird, we've had weirder <laughs> stuff happen on the show. I mean, one time I even had Kermit the Frog oh, wow. on, uh, talked about Dr. Mario and like, <laughs> he really got into that in a time when Jim Henson was sick and passing away. So oh, man. we've had some weird stuff. It wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibility. No, ne think. Maybe next time, next time I am on, I'll, I'll do a funny character. I mean, Hey, if you ever want to come on <laughs> as a character, that's. I would be happy to interview you as a character the whole time. Hey, come on, uh, it's this guy, and we talk about Leisure Suit Larry, because uh, <laughs> there's naked stuff in that one. 
not enough games like it, Leisure Suit Larry <laughs> yeah. out there. I actually have never uh, played that game, so I don't actually even know what that game uh, but is like. I feel like we both could have a pretty good idea <laughs> of what we're going to find. Um, John, I'm so happy to have you on Dude, today. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks, thanks for, having for being me. here. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, uh, I know you, like I know the majority of my guests, we met through the Los Angeles comedy community, specifically through uh, improv in the UCB circles. True, true. Uh, you, I, I remember... Um, the first time, I mean, I had seen you perform with, uh, Winslow and probably Big Grande at that point, but I remember, I think you, you coached a practice of like one of my first practice groups. Yeah. Um, and then you coached us for a little while, but I don't remember who brought you into that, but someone brought you in and then, then there you were just in my, uh, vision. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. I remember cause it was at your house. We, you're thinking of like a big Coke mansion. Yeah, it looked like a sort of like a Scarface type yes. uh, Miami mansion, but in the middle of Los Feliz. Yes, uh, very, very much. And yes, that was my place. I was wondering if you would remember that. <laughs> oh, I, um, I will never forget it. it the most so interesting weird. place I've ever coached improv in my whole life. <laughs> and see, the funniest part was seeing it and then seeing you. And, and yes. <laughs> You know, you just don't look like the kind of guy that lives in a Coke mansion. No, not at all. <laughs> um, and not that the listener cares or not, but I've actually never even tried cocaine. <laughs> so like me either, still buddy. to this day. Me uh, yeah, we lived in, um, at the time, me and my three roommates, uh, we lived in this house in Los Feliz um, that had like a chandelier that could certainly crush a few people yeah. at a time if it fell. Um, the ceilings were like 15, 20 feet high. There were these really tacky, like, uh, what spo- are supposed to look like marble, like yeah. pillars yeah. The, in there. There's this thing that happens in some, with some like property owners slash landlords in Los Angeles where they go so nuts with their <laughs> decor. And then you, they like, you like go and see it and you're like, who do they think wants? Yes. Like, who do they think lives here? <laughs> Because like this kind of person doesn't exist. No. Here. Yes. <laughs> why? Why are we doing this? Um, but hey, you know, you needed a roof over your head, and it, and it provided you the shelter that you needed, Connor. So it it absolutely did. So you know, <laughs> shame on me for even even having a hint of besmirchment in my <laughs> in my tone. But yes, it was a great place to live for two years, despite being very very much feeling like a fish out of water. But that's. <laughs> That's how I I remember yeah. meeting you, and we've just you know sort of circled around for for years and years. But um, what do you want to share about yourself with the listener today? Is there anything you you're up oh, to? You want people to know? What am I who's up this, to? Who's um, this mysterious person on I, today? I think people probably people out there probably would most recognize me from uh, Big Grande, which is a yes. sort of podcast improv sketch uh, group that I've been doing for oh ten years now. Um, you can find our stuff at uh, BigGrandeWebsite.com. Uh, we got is po- it biggrandewebsite.com? It is biggrandewebsite.com. I mean, I figured you knew. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I do uh, sketch, improv, podcasts, all that stuff with Big Grande, um, sort of independently. I am a, a director and sort of editor and writer uh, doing some all sorts of fun uh, branded content. Yes. Um, and uh, before COVID, I was working on a late night show with David Spade on Comedy Central. Um, 
Yes, you just posted a clip from that. Uh, I did. I want to say like yesterday. Yeah, it was like two days ago. One of the writers from the show did posted a bit on Instagram that I had forgotten about, and I saw it, and I was just like, oh man, that was a a completely different era. Oh my um, gosh, yeah. But yeah, that was like my my first sort of big TV deal was right before before COVID, and we got canceled due to COVID. So, oh jeez, um, yeah. But Rob, I'm sorry. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. We're getting we're getting back on the horse these days and having a blast doing it. So I'm, um, uh, you know, just enjoy making people laugh as best and, as I can. And oh, you often succeed at doing <laughs> often. That. Uh, I do um, often succeed, but there are times, yes. Connor. I mean, who where among I us has a hundred percent hit ratio on our our comedic choices? Uh, uh, Jeff Dunham, maybe. I was I was wondering who, what, who one of us was going to pull, <laughs> and you know what? No arguments here. Uh, Jeff Dunham, uh, Jeff Dunham, Larry the Cable Guy, Sebastian Menescalco. I, I, I'm just trying to think of the most broad club Stand comics up. that exist. Um, yes, uh, yeah, that's so funny. Anything that um, that John's been uh, that John has plugged already today, listeners. If you're interested in finding that, I'm going to have that in the show oh, notes, yeah. just like our plugs too. It's so pretty it's just easy to be find. A click away. Uh, BigGrandeWebsite.com is pretty easy to find. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, and then uh, yeah, just uh, you know, I'm just trying trying to trying to live my life and have a good time, Connor. That's really the goal for me every day. Good. I'm. <laughs> I think that's a great place spot to be in for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm going to try to take a little bit of the, a page out of your book as often as I can. Um, well, I'm excited to talk to you about video games today. the The reason I even asked you on in the first place was because you used to do a, you were doing a lot of streaming. It was in especially in 2020. Yeah, uh, on Twitch, and so anytime I would see someone that I was even remotely friendly with, like post about video games or something, I would always just like put a little a little bookmark in my brain. I don't know where yeah. I put it, but yeah. I'd be like, I gotta have them on. So. Um, now I'm here, here. We are. Yeah. Um, Who to thunk? Just getting on on. Twitch and playing uh, Rocket League and uh, Red Dead Online and Legend of Zelda <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild. And I can't even remember the other games that I played on Twitch. Uh, you were doing character Bioshock. On, on Twitch for a while, too. I was. I had a, I had a, a about a year-long run doing a, a talk show uh, called How You Been with Brett DeMott that... <laughs> is really fun it was very fun to do the voice hurt my throat um (laughs) which is honestly it sounds like a weird reason to stop doing it but i literally stopped because i stopped because my throat was like i had a sore throat for like six straight weeks and i and and i would go to do the show and it would like hurt so bad and then i stopped to like being like i think this will help and then it went. The sore throat went away, and I was a little scared to start doing it again. But yeah, I had plans to do a holiday episode for it, but my travel plans changed, and so now I can't do that. But I'm thinking next year. Th- breaking news, Connor. <gasps> I'm gonna on, break some on the news. Show. I think I'm gonna bring the show back as a traditional podcast. Oh, nice! Uh, because it's just easier than doing all the video and stuff. Um. So I, 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 that's the plan right now is, <laughs> is that the show will come back as a traditional podcast uh, next year, um, maybe a Patreon. I don't know. I don't want to make people pay money. to. There's already so many things people have to pay money for to, to hear 
that I'm they're like already paying for my Patreon. I mean, there's really so many Patreons. <laughs> it's almost like somebody should start a network of sorts that that all of everybody's Patreons can just come together, and you pay a single monthly fee, and you can listen to all of your favorite comedy podcasts in one location. Uh, like maybe they call it, I don't know, uh, Earwolf Premium. Oh, that's a really good <laughs> off the top of the dome pitch for it. I really like that. Honestly, you uh, should do that. I know. No, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that, that show will come back. I really love doing the character. It's very fun. Um, and I had a blast doing the show when I was doing it. Uh, all, oh, and all those episodes are actually on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash how you been, I think. Um, so yeah, all those episodes are up there. It's, I had great people, Paul F. Tompkins, uh, all a big grande, Carl Tart, uh, Lacey Mosley, Lou Wilson, Devin Field, Zach Oyama. I, ha I had, I just had who's who, Lauren Lapkus, Mary Holland, um, the hits keep Gabrus. I had Gabrus on and he oh, fun. literally just like, uh, stapled me to the floor, uh, with his comedy <laughs> the whole time. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. So that's another thing you can go and listen to slash watch. It's a it's just a treasure trove of of John Mackey, really. That's out there. There's for, too much of me out there, actually, everyone. Connor. I think I think I need to start sort of throttling back a little bit, adding a little more mystery. Hey, you know what? When you feel the time is right, you go right ahead. But for now, I'm very satisfied at the amount that we're getting. Um, well, so but that that the, all that being said, that that was the reason I asked you on. And before we actually get in uh, to talk about your general history with gaming, um, and I, this is the second episode I've been saying it like this, and I'm making too big of a deal. But <laughs> I used to say, "Would you please introduce the game we're discussing on for today's main event later?" But now what I'm saying is, uh, John, will you please? Call me by your game. Oh wow! Formalized. Took 143 it. episodes for that's me to good. think of that. That's good. That's good. It kind of <laughs> it's like branding. You got to think branding, yeah. Connor. Yes. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh. The game that I will be called by, or you will be calling me by, uh, is uh, The Last of Us, uh, which was came out in 2013, right? Yes. Uh, it's funny because you asked me to do this show, and I was thinking about like childhood i was like a game that has to matter i was like oh, it must be a game for my childhood but then i realized when i was a kid really i just played uh i just watched my brother play video games and then got <laughs> destroyed by him playing madden 96 on sega genesis wow. so like i was like those games don't really resonate with me and the last of us was a game yeah from 2013 uh that just it was like one of those games that like it just Hit it, it checks all the boxes for me. And as a person who's super into sort of cinematic storytelling, it was sort of one of the first games that felt like a movie to me. Mm, uh, yeah. in how it sort of it let its story unfold and the amount of attention to detail and, and all of that 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 it it uh had had attention to detail, all the attention to detail it took. I don't know what the right grammatical We're in the version of that though. sentence is. Um, but yeah, so that is the game that I will, uh, that I, I want to be called by. Gorgeous. Well, I think I ruined your thing by trying you know? to like sort of put it into <laughs> my thing. Like I should have just said that normal, but I like tried to use your phrasing and I think I made it worse. No, I appreciate the attempt, but it, I'm definitely never going to do it again because of what has happened today. To, we did it for episode now 143 and 144, and that's it, folks. It's dead. You'll never Hope hear it again. Hope you didn't like it. 
because uh, it's gone. Um, well, let's get into your general history Great. with gaming. You sort of already like yeah, gave us a little taste of the points. beginning. What it seems like for you? Yeah. Well, that that was. Uh, I can remember literally the first game that I ever played. I got a Nintendo, uh, first gen Nintendo, wow. uh, and my uh, for Christmas one year I scraped together all the money that I got from uh, various relatives, and me and my brother put it together and we bought a Nintendo, and wow. we got Super Mario Brothers, the original, and uh, I believe Duck Hunt were the first two games we had. Ooh, do you remember at all if it was the combo cart that it had both of them been. on it? It really yeah. could have been. But uh, in fact, I think it was. Mm. Um, so that was my first sort of foray. But I was super young. I was like f- fucking four or something. <laughs> like I don't even remember when it was. Barely understanding um, what you are putting your money towards. Yeah, truly. Time. My brother was just like, I want one. Uh, <laughs> but then I think when I really started to get into video games was actually with the Sega Genesis Uh, that was like the first console that I was like old enough to like really get and like Mm -hmm. understand. Um, and I remember the way that I got my Sega Genesis again, a Christmas story. Uh, my brother and I bet my uncle that the Cowboys would beat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. (laughs) And if they did, he had to buy us a Sega for Christmas. And if they didn't, we didn't have to do anything. It was really a one-sided bet. (laughs) Uh, and find more of those in your life. (laughs) Yeah. And the Cowboys beat the bills. So then my, my uncle got us a Sega, uh, for Christmas and all of my aunts and uncles on that side of the family all got us games. Uh, and so for that Christmas we got, I mean like every Sega game that was available at the time, like there was like Sonic, uh, Madden 96, I think at that point, um, Oh God, I can't even remember them all. But the one, the funniest one is we got Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat. Oh wow! From my grandmother, <laughs> uh, and inside the inside of it, she wrote a note that just said, "Boys, please don't become serial killers." Um, <laughs> but we were—I mean, I was probably like seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember uh, how old was I. Ninety-seven, maybe, because this yeah. was like or like yeah, it was in the eight to ten range. Um, and so me and my brother just got like super into Sega Genesis. So like I got like so, 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 so into it and, and yeah, playing a ton of Madden. Um, and so that was like the sort of first sort of step into it. But then I would say the, 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 the time when I became a fiend uh, would have been when I got an Xbox, the original Xbox after Ooh. working for a summer at a grocery store. Um, oh wow! I got I got an Xbox and I had my own room and I had my own TV and now I had an Xbox and so I just like all I did was play video games <laughs> like this game called Fusion Frenzy which people are like 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 don't really know about it's like not it, it doesn't seem like it's one that people know but it's basically just like a bunch of mini games. Huh. Uh, and it was super fun and then like uh, like the original like Fable. I oh, got, yeah. yeah, and then like... Oh, that's right. That was one you was were like... one of the ones I was considering discussing. Yes. Um, but it, I was never good at video mm-hmm. games. That was always the thing. I would like always have to put them all on like the easiest mode and just mm-hmm. like play. Um, but then like, yeah, like Halo and all those games. Like I had like a little crew of friends that like loved video games and we would like 
play go to each other's houses and just like play four player split screen halo together and like oh, uh, yeah. drink mountain dew and eat DiGiorno pizza um just, just as you as yeah. you're supposed to do yeah uh and so that was really yeah i would say that was like in like high school time was when i really was just like when i would have started classifying myself as like a gamer um, and got super super invested ultimately ended up getting like playstation as well i had the dual console situation oh wow uh, i was always i've always been a dual console guy i can't just have one yes. i have to get well, them both and do you know why that is for you i could speculate but i know why i feel that way i'm just worried that the exclusives on one side are going to be good and I won't be able to play them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it, and, and to the point now where I have a PS five and I have an X and a Xbox X or whatever the new one's called. Yes. Uh, but I haven't turned on this Xbox in months because I also yeah. have a, a gaming PC and I could play all those games on all the games that are exclusive to Microsoft on my PC. So it's, I'm crazy. I just have everything now. Um, it's not fun to miss out on those big exclusives if no. you're, when you're interested in yeah. them. Like Nintendo and Sony seem to do that the best, but like occasionally, like I got a Series S last year, an Xbox, yeah. just to play the new Halo. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And I've played a few things on it, but it also will sleep for months at yeah. a time. Well, because you think about the new God of War also. It's a PlayStation exclusive. What if yes. I didn't have a PlayStation? The first one I really loved. Uh, the Last Dude. of Us, literally the game I'm going to talk about. PlayStation exclusive, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, I think yeah. still is. It, it might be on PC, but it's I'm pretty PlayStation sure console yeah, exclusive. I think it's I think it's PlayStation console exclusive. So it's like you you'd miss those if you didn't have yeah. them both. So I was I college was like when I really started to prioritize making sure I had all my had all the consoles. Yes. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's like the basics, the basics of how I got in. And I was just always, I always had a friend or two who were like super into it. So I would always have someone to like, to play with. Like, uh, yes, I remember playing the Unreal Tournament on my friend's uh, PC when I was growing up. And that was like wow. the coolest shit in the world to me. Um, yeah, because technology is rad, Connor. It is rad. <laughs> it's very sick and it's very rad and it's allows very you to sick, do yeah. so much. We should we should clarify. It's not just rad, it's also sick. Yeah, for that that's an important <laughs> distinction there. Um yeah. leave one out and it's like a it's like meal meal with, without salt. I don't know. Yeah, or it's like Mario without Luigi. Rad yes, and it sick. Is. <laughs> Yeah, and now we're going to take some time to uh, point out which represents which. Um uh <laughs> this is this is great. Now, yeah. um, you getting into college and playing games, I know that for a lot of people, including myself, when I got to college, it actually ended up being like the beginning of my time as a mostly casual gamer mm. where I would – I think it's just you know being more busy uh, yeah. and, and, and with class and, and you know life and stuff. Well, and, and truly mo like money. I didn't have yes, money to true. buy all the new games. So yeah. I remember like – I think through college, I, I think I just had the same games and I would just like play like uh, Halo with my like sweet mates and stuff. And like, yep. But then I also got into music and, and so I did have less time to game. Yes. Um, but it was definitely like that was I, – I, I've there's never been a period in my life where I would have been able to confidently not like call myself a non-gamer. Yes. It was always a um, priority for me. 
Have you is college or is some other time like I like to ask people like you who seem who've been playing games for seemingly ever. Has there been like a dark period of your life and uh, <laughs> not to do with your actual life because I don't care um, more, more so like, you know, has there been a, a longer stretch of this casual gaming or where you weren't really engaged? I think the 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 probably the, the time where I was the least engaged was like right when I moved to L.A., Oh yeah, uh, because I one had zero money, yeah. Um, but zero, but I also lived with I lived in a house with like six other people, <laughs> like a three bedroom house with six people. Uh, shared all of my space. Didn't really have the the space or uh, privacy to do anything for yes. myself. So it was very much like that was probably the period. Literally, I don't think I had my consoles like plugged in while I lived in that house. So there was like yeah a year right when I moved out here that I like didn't play at all. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like once I moved into a better living situation where I wasn't <laughs> sharing a room with, uh, sharing a house with four times as many people as should have been there. Then I, I sort of, uh, got back in. So cool. Yeah. I think that, so that would have been in like 2008, 2009. Gotcha. Was probably the darkest period of my life uh, in terms of games. Uh, um, but yeah, cool. I was. I that's that's. I feel like also fairly common. I think similar with me. Like all I really played at the time was like what I already had, or right. would go back and play some hit. Play some of my favorite hits like. Uh, yeah, like Super Smash Bros. Brawl or yeah. whatever I had on the well, virtual console. Yeah, and I was gonna say too, we also had like, if I remember correctly, this house had a maybe it was a n64 or some mm -hmm. console because we did play like mario kart yeah but it was totally. like i wasn't like gaming i wasn't like yes. playing single player games like intensely uh at that time so yeah i guess even then yeah there were still games around yeah but yeah, the, those wasn't. are nice to have around, especially socially. Oh yeah, um, that's such a classic. It's like just an N sixty four with Mario Kart sixty four hooked up to it. It's <laughs> yeah. like you, it's all you need. Have some fun. Yeah, yeah. You've got friends then. You just do totally. Yeah, even if you didn't before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, great. Now I have a couple more questions for you. Great about your history with gaming. The first of which, and maybe you've already treaded on these waters a little bit. Uh, do you have? a console that you look back on in your life and you think that was like your personal favorite. Mm. That's interesting. Um, I think I probably had the most fun on the original Xbox. Nice. Yes. That was like, because that was like the first console. Like I had that before I had a PlayStation. Mm. Uh, and I, I really very fondly remember playing Fable and playing mm -hmm. uh, Fusion Frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody go look I up Fusion that. Frenzy. It's really, it was fun. Um, so yeah, I would say probably that because I also, there's also so many like nostalgic feelings of like the, the seeing the Xbox turn on for the first time and mm -hmm. like the sound cue and the logo and like the, like the, the like sort of awe of like, oh my God, I have this now. Like yeah. I own this. And that was like the first one that I really, uh, I think was, that was mine. That was my console. That's um, cool. My brother A was always time. more the PlayStation guy too. Like when he, cause he got into, he got into Final Fantasy. And so he got like oh. a PlayStation and he was into like that. And I had my Xbox in my room and I was 
playing Halo and Fusion Frenzy. Yes. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I would I would say Xbox, the original, original Xbox. Okay. That's the one. Uh, big controller. Big chunky controller. Oh, the Duke, baby. Mm-hmm. The big boy. Uh, oh, yeah. I uh, remember I remember that era very fondly because my when I think about that question, my personal answer is the is the Nintendo 64 cuz it was like the first one that was like mine. Yeah. But so that got me really into f- like f- following gaming, reading Nintendo Power, doing all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was ready for that next generation, that Xbox, GameCube, PS2. And it felt like it took such a leap from the very polygonal, gross looking 3D yes. graphics you had before. So you even just talking about like the system booting up and what was available was it, it was a special time. Yeah, it was uh, that weirdly, I have always kind of been like a graphics guy. Oh yeah, interesting. I've always been a graphics guy. So like early in like Nintendo, like 64, I was like the games were fun. Like I played like the like wrestling games for like N64 oh, nice. and like yeah. all the Mario games. Like the games were fun. But I've always been like if the graphics look like crap, I'm not going to like it. Yeah. And I kind of feel <laughs> that way about movies too. Like that's mm-hmm. why I kind of don't like old movies. Like oh, really? like I'm like I'm like I I can't get past how dated things look sometimes yeah. so it's hard for me to enjoy them um so that's like that was for me also with the xbox was like when i got the xbox i was like oh i'm so much cooler than all my friends with their nintendos yes like yes. Oh, yeah go ahead and play golden eye which also now if you really think about it the n64 and xbox yes they it, there was a sort of graphical fidelity possible on the xbox that was better than n64 mm-hmm. but all the games looked like shit like if you look yeah. at them now, like I could, I think you could convince me that either like, like you could show me an image from an Xbox game, like an early Xbox game that I hadn't played and tell yeah. me it was an N64 game. And I'd be like, oh yeah, it looks like garbage. It's absolute trash. Yeah. But like in reality, in, in my head at the time, I was like, no, Xbox is just such better graphics. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, that game. And, and then I think that era, cause the Xbox was known as the one with, with the best graphical yeah. capability. But I think. Technically, um, the GameCube was actually a little better than the PlayStation 2, which oh, yeah. is, which was, I don't think that's how history or a lot of us <laughs> will casually remember it. Uh, yeah, no. Because it was Nintendo's dinky like toy box <laughs> yeah. for kids. It uh, looked dumb. The console looked dumb. Xbox always looked cool. Yeah. Give me a big oversized VCR. I want I need that it on my to show. be huge. I need my console to be huge. I need it to be loud. I need it to be, yeah, I need it to be like uh, bloated. Like it needs to yes. look like it's like full. I want it to look. It's the I like it lifted huge. truck of consoles. Yes. Like original you, Xbox, you... baby. <laughs> lifted. Let it, I got my let Xbox it... lifted. Yeah. <laughs> Just got like an inch high off the yeah. ground. Um, I did have friends who got like the like skins for their Xbox. Oh, cool! Yeah, and that was always like, wow! I, I never did that, but uh, oh man, it was cool, cool for them. Yeah, good for those, good for those folks. <laughs> yeah. uh, the last question I have for you about your history with gaming is: um, Has there been a game or two in the last uh, few years that has uh, either caught you by surprise or that you've got uh, had like a really great time with? Uh, yeah, I think. I could name two just off the top of my head. Please. I think the God of War remake or reboot was oh, yeah. was like one that I because I didn't even play the original series. Oh, me neither. Uh, 
but then I played that game and it blew me away. And then also the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was like one that I was like, it didn't seem like it would be something that I'd like because like it was like, I played the first few minutes of it and I was like, oh, it's just like weird, like temporally, is this, is it sci-fi? Is it fantasy? It felt like weird, but then I like got addicted to it. So those two games like really, really hit me hard. But then like truly now, I'm not, I'm unashamed to say that I probably play more Fortnite than I play any other game. Nice. Uh, Fortnite and Apex Legends are probably, if you looked at the hours logged on my computer, it's like I yes. play more of those two games than I play any other game. Um, Amazing. So I can't leave them off the list. They, uh, they that's fun me. though. Yeah. Those are sort of like the each of the four games you you named. Like those two pairs are like their own specific pockets of games. Yeah. Uh, and they all they all do stuff like those the two prestige like single player <laughs> yeah. third person action games and then you got your multiplayer online shooters uh, yeah. they all do stuff really well I think yeah. I want to say that Oyama Zach Oyama really likes Apex yeah yeah um, we play together well there you go yeah. okay he and, I, he and I and and Dave Brown yes uh, and oh Dylan, my gosh. Dylan from from Private Street those guys we all we like we play. Uh, apex together we do a little because it's a three three person squad we get in a discord and we just like sort of rotate who sits but then we just like stream for each other on discord so we're watching the game as we're not playing uh it's really honestly uh i say this with complete sincerity it is the reason that i remained mildly happy during the lockdowns yes like video games are the only reason that i was like not out of my mind during yeah. the, the COVID lockdowns. So I owe I owe my sanity to Apex Legends and Fortnite. You will forever have my subscription. <laughs> yeah. uh, not that you need it. I think, I know Fortnite's at least free to play. They're both free a- to play, yeah. Well, there you go. I've spent a lot of real money in both of them on yes. cosmetics. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are free to play. <laughs> do you do you have like a skin you use in Fortnite currently? Um, I know there's more than just the skin you're using. We do this fun thing, uh, when I play with, there's a, there's actually a pretty robust Fortnite, uh, uh, community, uh, in the comedy world. Me, Lippert, Dan Lippert, Oyama, Dave, Dylan, uh, Joel Jensen, uh, yeah, Rene Goubet, we all play, um, together uh, and we'll do this fun thing where we theme our skins, where it's like even cool. something as simple as everybody has to be green, yeah, <laughs> or like everybody has to be a sci-fi character. So like last night we were playing and we were uh, a predator, uh-huh. a, a uh, we were a predator, Sarah Connor from Terminator, nice. a T800 from Terminator, mm-hmm. uh, and Ripley from Alien. Okay. Um, so there's a theme. Yes, absolutely. Or, or you know, we'll go with uh, has to be somewhat holiday themed, and then Fun. we'll all pick our skins based on our theme. Or, for example, uh, like John Cena's skin will come out, and I'll gift it to everybody that I play Fortnite with, and I'll force them to dress up like John Cena <laughs> while we play Fortnite. That's the alternative. And where, what's more intimidating than an army of John Cenas running at you, dude? In I'm telling Fortnite. you, and you can take his shirt off. You can oh. make him shirtless. It's very distracting. This BRB, man, what a downloading body. Downloading Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, it's honestly, I think Fortnite is is so fun. It's just, I specifically recently have, because it's been big for 
for at least four years now, but I recently have heard so much praise for this game um, from all sorts of people. Like uh, I listen to uh, Get Played pretty regularly now, yeah. um, uh, hosted by friend of the show, Matt Apodaca. Um, but then Heather uh, is, can, just loves Fortnite. Yeah, and fell in love with it. Yes. Can't so. stop playing it. And that's kind of what happened for me too, where I mm-hmm. downloaded it as the, when I thought it was just like the single player game. And then I realized like everybody yeah. was playing the battle Royale and I tried it and I got like obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then like, yeah, once, once I started playing with friends, it's just like Fortnite more so than apex. Apex is so intense. Apex yeah. is like, you have to focus at every moment Mm-hmm. And there, there's always somebody trying to shoot you. Just everywhere you look, it, you can't win. You can't survive. Yeah. Fortnite is like there are like spans in that game where literally like we're just in a little village and we're all just tearing the village down with our little pickaxes and not doing anything (laughs) and just like joking around or like throwing flaming gas cans at each other. And like (laughs) we just, just goofing around. It's like so fun and communal and, 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 and just, it brings me joy folks. It's just reality. Uh, wow. Well, um, Thank you, John, for not only sharing about, you know, your recent journey with those games and and your friend groups, because I love hearing, you know, different ways that we all play, Um, but uh, just about your general history with gaming. Thanks so much. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to hear all about your experience with The Last of Us. So I will see you on the other side. Beautiful. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I'd like to tell you about my podcast, Video Games, a Comedy Show. This is, you guessed it, a comedy show about video games. Every episode, a panel of video game-liking comedians discusses a brand new topic, the games they've been playing, and best of all, the news. Are there bits? Arguably way too many. If you like to laugh and or like to play video games, check out Video Games, a Comedy Show, anywhere podcasts can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, of course, here with John Mackey to talk about The Last of Us. And not The Last Ooh. of Us Part 1, but The Last of Us, uh, technically. Because you're, you're, are you talking about your experience today with the um, original release the or original, remastered version? I mean, I played I played both. But yes. the, the original... The original release of The Last of Us, I would, I would call it probably the most like blindsided I've ever been by a game. Wow. I think. Cool. And, and so, yeah. guess what? We're going to be diving into that today. So, <laughs> so folks, if you love, if you're just uh, like waited, waiting on bated breath for whatever that means for <laughs> Mackie, we're going to get into it. Um, speaking of which, uh, like I told you before the show, I'm going to do a little table setting uh, for what this game is, as much as we're, a lot of people listening to the show are probably incredibly familiar um, yeah, yeah, it almost felt feel- like a hack bringing this game on on the show because it's like, <laughs> of course, everybody liked this game. Shut up, John. Of course, well, everybody liked it. You know, there are games like this that are yes, extremely popular. That I mean, again, where people can bring on repeats for the show. I try to stay away from those just because I want to hear about a new game. But we've done it a couple. We've done it two times. 
But even that, um, this is the first time we've talked about this game on the show. Uh, and there's other games like like uh, The Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, or Halo 1 that like no <laughs> one has brought on as their experience. So you never know. Um, yeah. So no, not you, Mackie, I can tell you what, you're not a hack for bringing this on. <laughs> Appreciate you might that. be. I'm a hack for a lot say, of other reasons, but yeah. not for this. No, hey, not my uh, judgment to make. Uh, <laughs> but who's to say? So yeah, I'm just gonna uh, basically read off some very basic information Great. about it. But if you want to add anything, uh, please do. But uh, without further ado, here I go. The Last of Us is a 2013 action adventure game developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. Players control Joel, a smuggler tasked with escorting teenage girl Ellie, who gets her comics or whatever she gets, uh, across a post-apocalyptic United States. Uh, it's played from a third-person perspective, so it's like an over-the-shoulder camera. Players used, use firearms and improvised weapons uh, and can use stealth to defend against hostile humans and cannibalistic creatures infected by a mutated fungus in the genus cordyceps uh there's also an online player mode but um most of what you need to know about this game is that it is also incredibly cinematic in nature uh and it's uh fair it's mostly linear as well um you're playing through different story sections there are a ton of cut scenes the music's great a lot of really great mocap acting mm -hmm. um the other couple details i do want to include um are that uh, that the directors of this game are Bruce Straley and Neil Druckmann. And Druckmann's probably the name we've heard a lot about this because he's also uh, the writer. Um, yeah. th this, is, this was uh, a smash hit when it came out. It won many Game of the Year awards. It's considered to be one of the greatest games of all time. It has, of course, spawned uh, at least one regular remaster of itself, a new... Like a, a, a what they can they call a remake, The Last of Us Part One, now which came out this year, and The Last of Us Part Two, which came out a couple years ago, and there, there's going to be a TV show too. Yeah, are you excited yeah. for that? I'm I'm so excited for the TV show. I'm like one of those people that like I think some people when they're really a big fan of 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 things they like uh, they like don't want it to be like messed with. Yes, but like I'm the kind of person where I'm like this. This the story of this game, I will say, is the most compelling story I've ever experienced in a video game, mm -hmm. bar none. Like it affected me in such a like real, yeah, a real, real way, like a real life way mm. that like I can't wait to see the story of this game in 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 a in a a version that I don't have to control at all. Like yes. I love yeah. the idea of being able to just like watch it. Mm -hmm. Um and I think the cast is incredible. Like the cast is gonna be just so good. Pedro Pascal as uh uh Joel, he's incredible. It's gonna yeah. be a and I think it's gonna be one of the best video game adaptations that ha has ever existed, I think. Um and like, I've seen like, them all, including the Doom movie. <laughs> there's a Doom movie? There is. It's uh, one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, um, but it does have a a third person or a first person shooter section Great. that is hysterical. Uh, that's amazing. I yeah. I'm also really excited for this. I, I a big reason for me, 
uh, is that um, this, I mean, this game is so similar to a movie anyway, and it's sort of treated very much like one in, in certain ways. And so I'm just, because I loved it and love the story and also I'm excited about the cast, I'm like, oh, I think because I think it comes out in January. Soon, on yeah, HBO. it's very, very soon. Yeah, the uh, like first trailer just dropped like last month, I think. Yes. Um, um, yeah. So you know, incredibly popular. So many people know about this series. Um, but yeah, um, we talked a little bit about the story, and we don't need to give away all the story beats. But yeah, you are playing as Joel, and you are uh, escorting. You're trying to escort Ellie, who is um, this person who is seemingly unaffected by. This, I mean, what we can call like a zombie outbreak, yeah. even though I don't think they're referred to as zombies. No. Uh, so trying to get her to this group of people who can hopefully find a cure um, by based on whatever they find by studying her. So, um, oh yeah, the last thing I do want to include, and if you have anything to, as well, um, please do. Uh, actors, uh, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson uh, portrayed Joel and Ellie. Um through uh, voice and mocap. Um, yeah. yeah, Troy Baker, like one of the biggest uh, video game actors, and I think Ashley Johnson as well. Um, uh, Mackie, anything else that you want to include as like uh, bullet points that we need to know about this game before we get into your experience with it? I think you nailed it. I think you really, okay. you, you hit it all. Um, wiping the biggest beat of sweat <laughs> off my brow, passing the test yet again. Um <laughs> Yeah, so let's get into it. Um, I would like to hear first about how you, uh, if you remember hearing about this game or how you got it in the first place. I I remember distinctly not having a ton of exposure to like the marketing for the game. Oh, nice. Uh, I I remember like I'd seen I think a like like a a fly or like a bus bench kind of ad for it. Yeah. Or like a like a on a on a panel like in LA somewhere. I don't even remember where, but I like I I didn't have a ton of exposure to the marketing, so I was like uh I knew about it. I'd like I knew it was like, "Oh, it's like a zombie game. It's like kind of it's like going to be like uh like survival horror kind of like deal." Yeah. Uh and I think that that also thinking that it was going to be like a traditional kind of like survivor horror like Resident Evil kind of game. Mm-hmm. made it so that my experience of the game was like way cooler. Yeah. Because I think that the thing that I like about this game is this I was go I was I was in Los Angeles. I I think recently had like been laid off from a job. Damn. I was working freelance. I've want I've always wanted to be a like filmmaker, quote unquote. I've wanted to tell stories like visually and this was like a game that to me like it almost like this was the game that like sort of made me realize that like I was always like slightly ashamed of being a video like being into video games because there was such a weird like stigma of like oh like video games like are like for immature people who like don't like don't really like want to be out in the world and don't want to experience things like but this game was like sort of like the point where I like I played through this game and I was like no like this is like art. Yeah. This is like this is is a, is showing me that like this thing that I really like has value beyond just distraction, right? Yes. Um 
but I think that like sort of stepping back to like when I heard like heard about the game, I think I had like seen just seen a little bit of the the like marketing for it and had a completely different perception of what it was going to be. Oh, nice. Um, but I was I've always been like a zombie movie fan. Like Twenty Eight Days Later is one of my favorite movies ever. Okay, like I've seen like all of the different uh, dawn dawn days of the dead, all of the the zombie media that exists. And I've always been a fan, like Walking Dead, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I was, uh, I've always been into zombie stuff. And I kind of got this game as like, oh, it'll be fun to just like go around and like chop zombies heads off or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the, the, the thing that makes it stick out in my brain so much was that the first, the opening scene of oh, yeah. this game it was like the first time I had played a game that made me cry. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And that, I think, like immediately hooked me because it's like, uh, I don't know how conscious of spoilers we want to be, but but this game's Feel been out for forever. Feel free to share what you'd like. Yeah. But the, the, you, you are sort of thrust into this world in the midst of this chaos breaking out. And as the main character, you basically like, yeah, I don't think it's that much of a spoiler, but the first scene of this movie is you're running away from your house. The world is falling apart. There's this, this thing that nobody understands. You're trying to get away with your brother and your daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the midst of all this chaos, your daughter dies, but she mm-hmm. dies. She dies in a very shocking way where like, uh, it just hints at the sort of intrigue of this world. Yes. Um, in a way that I think is very interesting, but the scene the actual scene of her dying or her getting killed. I'll say mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that scene and the acting in that scene and like the actual emotion that was captured in digital pixels. Yeah. Like bl- just blew my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, I literally was sitting on a couch by myself in the dark, like weeping uh, at a video game. And then after this happens, you start to have to control it. And so like yeah. <laughs> this game, this game like does this thing where it makes you care about its characters like so quickly and in such a like real way mm-hmm. so that the second you start being in control, you care so much about keeping your character and, and the other characters alive. Because yeah. because you the stakes are so high, obviously, is the, the uh, zombie apocalypse. Um, but you you completely understand you understand your character's motivations in such a, a, a real way because you you experience it and then it just kind of dumps you into the world and is like, hey, you're this guy now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I thought I've never had a game like uh, hook me so immediately and in such a like human way where like it wasn't just like a fun game like a fun game that i just like mindlessly play and like have fun slicing things up it was like i want this game made me like want to play the game good (laughs) you know what i mean like i wanted to like never get hit i wanted to like play this game in a way that i that that i don't normally play games because I did so immediately care so much about the main characters. Yes. Um, and then I think the other thing that this game does so well is it paces its story out in such a great way to where the, I don't even remember how long it took me to play it, but I played this game in like four days. I like played wow. through it the first time in like four days. Cause I just like couldn't 
stop. It just kept doing this thing where you'd get to a point where you're like, okay, this feels like a good save point. And then whether it's a cutscene where you're coming into a new location and it's just the most beautiful location you've ever seen and you start walking through that area because you're just like, <laughs> it's just so beautiful. I just want to walk around. And then three hours later, you're like, I've played this whole section of this game when I wanted to stop uh, yes. two hours ago. So it's like this game, it, 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 I think this was just... For some reason, I think one, it was I was newly sort of uh, quote unquote unemployed or freelancing. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of free time. And it was like I was like like wanting to tell these types of big, crazy, cool stories. Yeah. And so I played this game and I was like, this is real. Like this, this is a story. Like this is storytelling. Uh but then on top of it, the like gameplay of this game is so cool. Mm -hmm. And it does stealth in such a great way. I just burped. I'm sorry. Um, no, we actually, I've, we haven't had one in a while. On this, hey, so thank you. There we went. Yeah. Um, but that kind of goes back to my old sort of early gaming days. I forgot to sp say earlier, Splinter Cell was one of my favorite games ever. And oh, okay. so was Hitman, the Hitman series. Stealth oh, yeah. has always been a thing that I was like into in video games. Mm -hmm. So this game kind of gives you that like, you can play it stealthy or you can just go in with your gun or bow and arrow and shoot <laughs> yeah. everything. But it was like so fun in how like in how they also set up how to play the game, like how they introduced mm -hmm. the different enemies and explain to you how to kill or not kill those enemies or how to how to get around these enemies without like uh spooking them. Like yes. they just do such a great job of of telling you how to play the game without the like very cookie cutter pause like freeze frame here's the thing with like press triangle and you'll do this or whatever yeah they like because the game is set up where you have this companion that can talk to you there was just this very like fluid and seamless kind of experience of playing this game where they they you almost never feel like you're learning how to play the game mm -hmm. but you are you're learning as you're playing um, yeah, they do it. They games that can do a really great job of like basically running you through a tutorial and not without you knowing, yeah. but in a more seamless way like that. It's always really impressive. And this game, thankfully, doesn't break its illusion to do that. Because yeah, the the I mean the illusion because keeping you in that mindset is very important. Yeah, especially the first the first I mean the first like third of this game. It, is yeah you're you're completely immersed in this like character's like life um but yeah i just think i think that no other game even to this i think god of war was another one that kind of did this to me where it, like i cried playing the, the god of war remake also but i mm -hmm. think like the 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 thing with this game was like yeah the thing that i will always remember and the thing that i will always be chasing is like the like the intensity with which this game was able to make me feel things throughout because there's also moments in this game, not even just the beginning. Like there are moments throughout this game where things happen that you are just like, like it, gutted by blown away. And, yeah. and, and the, and the, the ultimate quote unquote resolution of the game is like one of the coolest endings ever to me. Um, because it also, it, it is the perfect ending for this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think, I don't know how, how to, how to say it more than that, but that's like, 
that is why I think this game will always kind of stick to, with me as like important is because I still think about how it made me feel. Uh, totally. And very few games have ever made me feel anything other yeah. than like, this is fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to something more meaningful. Yeah. Like I, like I think this. that's it. Yeah. This game is, this game is, is art that I, that affected me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that other, and other games have not. Yeah. It was, cause I've played through this game. I played through this one time. Actually, unlike your experience of really not know what you knowing what you were getting into i i remember seeing because i moved here in i so this game allegedly allegedly this game came out june 14th 2013 that may very well be the exact day i moved to los <laughs> angeles um and i remember seeing also yeah like uh bus bench ads for it uh, or or maybe even billboards because th- that's something you see when you're here <laughs> yeah. for movies and shows and, yeah. and, and games and albums and whatnot. But I remember wanting to play this for years, but I would not get a PlayStation to play it on until 2019. Wow. Uh, wow. Was just gifted an old PlayStation 4 uh, <laughs> from a friend and – Will always I, I shout him out every time. Uh, Nelson, thank you again for this PlayStation. Nelson, 4. that's my middle uh, name. What well, you yeah. know? What meant to be then? In yeah. the first game I played, I knew I was like, as soon as I get it, I'm playing the like the remaster that they made of The Last yeah. of Us, and just everything lived up to what I had hoped to. But also, yeah. I didn't know really much about the story outside of what's presented to you in trailers. So strangely, having a very different uh i guess not approach to the game but was walking into it in a different space than you were yeah i still felt all of those things too uh and it's just so impressive how they are able to do that not just with the storytelling but you were talking about the gameplay and how you were like i don't want to fuck this up yeah like because if joel gets like stopped by a clicker and then i i don't kill him in time I can't handle that so many <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. And also, this game does that thing too, where like if you get killed, it like makes you see it. Like oh, it's so like, violent. It like <laughs> makes you see that you failed. Yeah. Uh, which I love in games when they do that. Like, <laughs> like where you miss you miss the button mash and then you see your head get cut off. Yes. Like I love I love it when games do that. Um but yeah, I think that was that that was such a unique experience for this game to me was like was caring so much about the characters that I like yeah, I never wanted to fuck up. And I also I I this was one of those games that like truly normally I play these games on like the easiest setting. Mm-hmm. And I was like I remember I remember starting the game on the easiest setting. Okay. And being like like I want I want this to be challenging. Like I wanted yeah. this game to be harder for me mostly because I didn't want to beat it too quickly. Oh, it was like, I was like, yeah. I want to make this game harder so that like bosses kill me. And yeah. like, and I, and I don't beat this game in, in like 10 hours. Totally. Because that is how I typically would play like single player games. I just go on easy just to like eat the story and then it's, and then it's over. Yeah. But this was one of those games where I did the opposite where I was like, I want it to be hard so that it takes me a long time, like longer to beat it. Uh, but I still beat it in like four days because I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I want to play it all the time. Um, 
but yeah, the, it, it's just, man, it just is so good. And the, like you said too, the music, the atmosphere is so spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the voice acting is just like unreal. And yeah. there's like videos on YouTube of the like mocap sessions from oh, these, wow. these games that are, it's crazy because when you think about the reality of being in a mocap suit mm-hmm. and then having to do these like very sad, like heart wrenching scenes in a suit with dots all over it, yeah, like a bodysuit, and like you're like staring into somebody's eyes and their eyes have like dots around them and yeah. their face has <laughs> it's like it's so crazy to me that these these like voice actors and like actors in games are able to hit these things because I've seen also stuff from the God of War game like with like mocap like sessions where it's just like how can you be such a good actor with all of that apparatus? They're spending so much crazy, yeah, disbelief. Where we do have a luxury as you know actors, whether I mean, not not that we're necessarily in stuff of this high of fidelity yet um (laughs) but like there's already so much you have to do that is this is fun that this is sort of crossing over into our you know world of like of like filmmaking yeah um uh and thankfully not comedy um but (laughs) there there's so much that you have to do as an actor to just like be okay on camera in general yeah and we we are very lucky to be able to you know be on a set in a costume um with I don't just make the world feel real around you as much as you can. And I think, yeah, what you're pointing out is like they are it's like they're acting in a vacuum and they're like literally doll toy dolls. You're like putting up to each other. Yeah. Uh, And the performances are just so good. It mm -hmm. like truly blows my mind. Uh, Yeah. Like I could never do it. I think that's ultimately what it what it comes down to is this game is so impressive to me because I just don't think that it's even in my even in the realm of possibility for me that I could ever do this. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, man, it just has uh, also just truly some of the most beautiful environments I've ever seen Mm -hmm. in a game. Like I like had multiple times where I just like put my controller down on the table and just like leaned back on the couch and watched a cutscene because it was like, yeah, the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Totally. This is one of those games kind of like, you know, having, just played through the new God of War and I would do this in the first one too where I I would like just sort of if I'm going through an environment sometimes I'd stop like that too but if I would walk through it I would actually have the character walk (laughs) and like try to rotate the camera in cool ways (laughs) almost not like I'm necessarily directing that that myself but you know one of the not to talk about other games but there the one of the things that I thought was the coolest addition to a game I've ever seen was in Red Dead Redemption 2 the cinematic camera mode that you could use for like long horse rides where you just change it and you just run, your horse runs forward and it just switches cameras to like cinematic views. Oh, that's cool. Like to the music of you riding and it's such a cool thing. And that's the, the, the thing that I'm like, I think it's, it's becoming normalized sort of in our culture to like respect video games as like an art. Yes. And and as a form of like visual storytelling, but I like really love that like games are games now are going there. They're like being like no no no, we are this is this is 
as as much a, a, an art form as film has ever totally. been. Uh, and I think that, and the cool thing about it is now, like there are none of these sort of constraints of like filmmaking, like with a yeah. game, because you can literally make whatever the hell you want happen, happen. Um, and like, cause there's like this, the, there's like a scene in, in Last of Us where they're like, I think it's there in Colorado and there's just giraffes walking yeah. around that got out of a zoo and they don't like explain these things, which I think is great. Like, it's just, this is what the reality is. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about this game too, is it doesn't hold your hand in the way that a lot of games do. Uh, it just kind of like lets you experience it. Yeah. Um, which I think is the reason that it is so like emotionally effective is mm -hmm. because it is sort of letting you latch on to the things that you latch on to and like sort of guiding you through it as opposed to being like, stop here. Here's this, this was happening here. Like, it's like very, you're just experiencing it. Just yeah. allowing yourself to kind of go through it. Like, of, of course they, you know, plenty of cutscenes in this game, seeing the story play out, but maybe more what it sounds like you're getting to is that there's so much incredible environmental storytelling. Yeah. And you can walk, in fact, some of the fun facts I'm going to share earlier are things you can miss if you're just, if you know, you're zipping through it, but you could like enter, especially being like, you know, taking place in essentially what is an, a zombie apocalypse. You enter these formerly like lived in worlds that are so different and transformed, but there's like remnants of people's lives left yeah. behind. Yeah. Um, I think left behind is the subtitle to like the, the DLC yeah. DLC. Or something. <laughs> yeah. So meant to be, but <laughs> that sort of thing is really impressive and fun for me to do that. I, I like find myself when I play games like this, not every game, but games like this. And I mean, we've been talking about God of War a lot where I want to experience and see as much of it as I can. Um, even if like a certain challenge in God of War or something else isn't for me, it's like I don't want to miss that stuff because it can just <laughs> it can paint it and color it in a way that I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, no. Absolutely. Um. So I, y you told me a little bit about like when you pay when you played this game, uh, and and I assume this wasn't when you were living in the like six stack. No, uh, this was this was uh, I was living in Silver Lake with a couple of roommates, a nice little place. But this, yeah, the time in my life was right after, like I, I, I was laid off from a job in like the like summer of 2012, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think it was like the summer of 2012. And so I was like still kind of like trying to like, establish myself uh in whatever means i could yes uh and so there was like this time where i was like had a ton of free time for like a year and a half after i was laid off i was like doing freelance stuff here and there i like had a little bit of money saved up i was like doing jobs here and there but i was on unemployment and i was like very like needing inspiration i think ultimately like of like yeah. like just something to sort of put my energy into and i think that like this game was like super energizing in that time for me where i was like i was just like wanting to like do something cool and wanting mm -hmm. to like 
do something bigger and cool, like cooler than I had been doing. Yeah. And like playing this game was like, like, oh man, like this is like inspiring art. Yeah. Like this is like, oh man, the things I want to do are, are cool. I can make something this cool. I should try to make something this yeah. cool. Um, but it was also like a funny time, like funny time. The reason I had four days in a row to play this game was because I didn't have a full-time job. Yes. I was like struggling to like pay the bills. And I was just like, Hey, the only thing that makes me feel better is like distracting myself with video games. But then, but then you play this game and it's like such a like human experience that you're just like, fuck man, I don't know. Did I want to play this game? Yeah. God, I feel <laughs> awful now. But then in hindsight, you're like, that was probably one of the like coolest emotional experiences I've ever had playing a video game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like, cause it was like, cause also that's like a weird, like I'm trying to think about like what was even happening in the world in 2013. Oh, in it's 2013. Like, such a weird, like in my brain, like a like dead zone of like, because I had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I had like nothing going on in that time. Uh, I was just trying to make it, make things happen. Were you already doing like improv and stuff at UCB yeah. by that point? Yeah, I think I had, I was on Winslow. Wow! I think, because let me see, I moved out in 2008. I started taking UCB classes in two in two thousand eight in September two thousand eight, and I got on. I think Winslow started in twenty twelve. Maybe I think Dang. I think we were formed in twenty twelve. Yeah. I'm not positive. About you could that, have been within think, like your so. first year run. Yeah, this was like yeah. I think this was like right maybe like six months after we got we formed. Wow, uh, that's nuts. Yeah, and this was and I was like, uh, yeah, living with Lippert and <laughs> in this house in Silver Lake, and I remember I didn't have a TV in my room either because I played this game on the living room TV. Hell yeah. And I have distinct memories of it being like four in the morning and I was wearing headphones plugged into the controller because yes. I didn't want <laughs> to, to wake anybody up. To wake anybody up and like literally just like bawling in the dark as like <laughs> my daughter dies in my arms. Yes. <laughs> and like the the other thing that I also like about this game, I haven't touched on it, but this is making me think of it. Yeah. I, I really like how like uh there is this like thing that I think the best games do where they're not super concerned about their protagonist being like super likable. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're just concerned with their protagonist being like a real human being. Mm -hmm. And I think something that I really like about this game is that you are immediately endeared to Joel, the main character through his story and through what happens mm -hmm. to him. But you also are kind you kind of play this whole game being like, come on, Joel. Yeah. Like, come on. Like open up, like be yes. like you you want so badly for him to like break out of his his shell, totally. and you so you but you feel such empathy for him because you know everything that's happened to him. Yeah, and and they do such a great job of sort of slowly cracking him mm -hmm. and like breaking his shell. And I think the the coolest thing this was also one of the first games that I think does a lot of like sort of character development and like. Uh, like sort of fleshing out of its world and its characters through like incidental dialogue, which mm -hmm. was, there weren't a ton of games I felt like where you had up until this point where you had to like pay attention to the things that the characters were saying as they were like climbing a ladder in a warehouse. Yeah. Like there's these little side conversations that happen in this game that are uh, 
obviously there to like fill travel time, fill space mm-hmm. from like point A to point B as you're sort of moving through the world. But there's so many like character moments between these characters where you're like, ju- even in just the quickest little like reaction from Joel to something that Ellie says, where you're 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 feeling him like in becoming endeared to her. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's another reason why this game is so effective and how it sort of manipulates our emotions Yes, <laughs> is that you are like, you are also taken along for the ride of this like character's journey and you get to see and, and experience the things that sort of change him, uh, as they go and in a very organic and real way. It's not the whole, there's tons of cutscenes, but the whole game isn't cutscenes. Yeah. There's a lot of like great moments where you're just like walking through like the forest and like you hear some, like Ellie says some funny story and like Mm -hmm. Joel's reaction. You're like, Oh, there's something that hit him that hit him in a way that other things haven't hit him. Uh, so you start to like really like have to pay attention to all those moments because you want to hear those things that are sort of chipping away at his like sort of grizzled exterior. Totally. Um, and I don't, I can't think of a game before this game that like did that because Not I think I since played. this game, like I think God of War is another great example mm-hmm. of a game that has like used that sort of like incidental dialogue as like character development and sort of and and sort of story progression. Uh, but I can't think of any games before this one that like did that or at yeah. least did it effectively to the point where you could like call it out as like, oh hey, this is where they get they did it right. Yes. Um. Because that also, this game is a lot of like walking. There's a lot of like walking through forests and they're uh-huh. walking through cities that are abandoned or figuring out a puzzle. Like, and there's a lot of time that you're just spent spending with these characters. And there's so many funny little moments like where like they start to like rib each other or like, like uh-huh. you start to feel like Joel likes this kid, like in a way, in a way. So it's like. I don't know. It's just such a unique experience. And at the time I just hadn't ever played anything even remotely like it. Yeah. Set a, set a lot of trends in a lot of ways. Um, including what you're talking about, all that incidental dialogue. And it's so impressive to me. I'm like, man, not only do they have to have like a team of writers probably coming up with this dialogue, but like knowing where do we want this to be placed because uh, I'm sure it's not random in a lot of no. ways. Yeah. Like, where do we want this to be placed? How? And then I'm like, the programming. How do you program that? <laughs> yeah. And that's not. Now I'm opening up a, a Pandora's box of questions, and we will not have the answer to you and <laughs> yeah. I. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just so. It's, it's so much of this game. When I think about it, it's just so impressive on so many levels. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man. No. Um. I mean, I feel like I've gotten to hear so much from you about you know what this game means to you and what your experience was like and even you know the like uh you playing this in the living room in the <laughs> house that you lived in silver lake um before we do move on to some fun post uh show segments um do you is there anything you didn't get to say about this sh- uh about this game yet that you're like oh i've, I've got to bring this up well i think it's a kind of a spoiler so spoiler alert if you don't want to hear the ending of this game don't Pause listen the for the next few minutes. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I really liked about this game, because the whole game is about Joel essentially delivering this, what originally he just is just cargo. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. He has no emotional connection to this child. He is just given the task. He's a smuggler. Bring this package to X location, and that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. And so, but along the way, he's endeared to this kid, and he starts to sort of see uh, what his daughter, his experience with his daughter would would have been like had she not died. And he becomes endeared to this kid and the the big climax of this game is that we find out ellie is immune to whatever this fungus is Mm -hmm. and they believe a cure for this virus or this this fung this infection can be derived from her blood the trade-off being she's gonna die (laughs) yeah (laughs) And, and and what i think is so interesting about this game is is the choice that Joel makes, which is if given the choice, you can either let this girl who you have no connection to, you can leave her here in this hospital. These doctors will take her blood and and she will die, but they will potentially cure, find a cure for this infection. Uh, or B, you can say, no, I don't want another person who I have grown so close to to die and fuck fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love that like Joel makes what I think is the most human choice to not let this kid die. Uh that life on earth as it is is good enough that he doesn't want to like put himself through the trauma uh, of like losing this this kid who has grown to trust him and has grown to like look to him as a protector and a teacher and like a father like he cares too much about this kid to to even allow the possibility that the world would be saved so that he can preserve his relationship with this kid um and i think that like i can't even remember exactly how it ends but they are like basically driving away after yeah. he has not only said, no, you can't keep this child. He has murdered all, he has killed everyone. Yes. Uh, who, because they, they were going to kill him if he didn't. And yeah, they were, were going like, to kill her. Not going to let him just, yes, like, they weren't going to let him choice. just leave. Um, so he has killed doctors yes. <laughs> and everyone. And they're just driving away. And she is just like out in the backseat of the truck that they're in. We don't know a hundred percent what's what what he has told her, what she ha- or what she knows about the whole situation, and he is basically like sort of forced to to I can't he doesn't tell her right he he like I don't remember what I don't remember the, either it ends at the first one but it is but it is like this thing of just like he has just made this insane choice and she is just like knows that she's alive yeah uh. And it's and it it is just such a like I love that it isn't a hap- it is a happy ending but it is also like such a hard, like that choice is insane it's like if I'm if somebody came up to me and was just like hey we have to kill your best friend but if we kill your best friend these thousand people are gonna live yeah maybe we don't know for sure like putting myself in the in that position. Where at this point in the game, I have been 
along for this whole ride. Yeah. And like, I see that how much he cares about her now and how much she cares about him and how important they are to each other and how he no longer looks at her as cargo. He looks at her as like his daughter mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And they've been through so much. And for him to make that choice of just like, fuck the world. Yeah. I, I need, I need this kid to live and for my own happiness and sanity. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a like, oh man, it's just so good. And then that final climax of like fighting your way out of this like hospital, it's great. It's so yeah. good. Um, because it also ultimately ends in the, the final fight isn't with just zombies. You have to kill the humans who are actually the bad guys. And now you see how they twisted that on us <laughs> like that. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, man, it's just, it is so good. And it led to a, a, a sequel that I know got mixed reviews. I love the sequel too. I won't say the sequel's as good as this game as the first one, but pretty good. I also really liked it. And I think definitely if you've for some reason played just the first one, uh, not the second, I would recommend people listening to play the second one. It's also a game that I, I don't know if I ever need to play the second one again. No. It's so, I've, I've mm -mm. mentioned this before, but since actually. we're talking about, yeah, <laughs> I decided that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, I've mentioned this before on the show, but The Last of Us Part Two uh, came out uh, in, June, in June during the 2020 pandemic. So like during the deep parts of lockdown. And I remember thinking, I don't want to play this right now because it feels like we're living in our own zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. hold off. Till a later <laughs> date. So I waited until November when then I was not only living alone, but it was cold. I was, <laughs> I mean, already not seeing people very much in June, but like November, I think the COVID was extra raging like it always <laughs> yeah. does. And yeah. uh, I played this kind of like you're talking about, like in the dark on your couch <laughs> in that living room. This was like me playing too. And it was awful and fantastic at the same time. Yeah. It's one, um, well, it's like there are like, there are movies and sort of a lot of movies that I've seen that I think are incredible. Yeah. That I will only see once. Mm -hmm. I have no need to feel the feelings that I felt again. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the second one is that it is yeah. like, <clears throat> it is such a darker, I mean, they're both dark. They're very, very, very dark. But the second one is, I think it, it, it is, not meaner that's like the, the the wrong word but it is like as it should be the characters in the second game are way more um jaded, jaded? yeah and like callous yeah and like and have lived longer in this world that has been very difficult so it makes total sense but like the uh i think the second game has hints of the sort of joy that the mm -hmm. first game has because there are so many great moments in the first game of like levity between Joel and Ellie where they are like allowing themselves to enjoy their life in whatever form it could be enjoyed in. But in the second game, those moments exist, but there is this sort of like cynicism mm -hmm. in them that was was not a thing that I need to like sort of feel again. I am so glad I played it, and I think Me the too. ending is really really good. And and if there's a third game, I will play the third game. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. 
but I will never play the second game again because yeah. also just from a like sort of gameplay standpoint and like visuals, it is like so gnarly. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, the, like it, 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 for some reason feels like even more like, ugh. yeah. Like the, 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 the violence is like so much more in your face and like so much more blood it feels mm. like. And it, there's so much more human violence in the yeah. second game. Uh, that it's just, it's tough. I just don't think I'll ever play it again, but it is, it was a great, in terms of the story, I think it's incredible. Yeah, um, that was exactly, I'm like, okay, I can read a recap of the story or something again if I need to, but, uh, yeah. um, well, uh, John, before, as we head, you know, to these post-show segments, would you do me a favor and just put a bow on whatever place uh, this first game holds for you? Uh, I think that this game is there was like for me a sense of like vindication that investing my time in games <laughs> was worth it in playing this game and th- and and it being so incredibly executed and the story being so good there was this game to me was like hey Video games are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay to like them because they're art in yeah. the same way that all the other crap you consume is. Uh, and so for me, this game was like, yeah, I think the first time that I really felt like a game achieved the same level of emotional investment for myself. Yeah. as like my favorite movies had like mm. i put this game on the same uh like the same uh like st- strata in sort of art as my favorite movies um because i think that this game is as meaningful to me as my favorite movies have ever been um so i think that to me is the bow this game this game is artistic storytelling at its absolute finest while also being an incredibly fun game to play. Awesome. And and it's the best. It's my favorite I think it's my favorite it's my favorite game. It's my favorite game ever. Well, you know, we don't always get people don't always bring on their particular favorite game ever, but I'm glad you did today and uh Wait, Fusion you- Frenzy actually might be my favorite game ever. So this is number 2. Okay, you know, well, hey, it's a, it's a, that's a high bar, Fusion Frenzy, number one there. Um, and a lot of people have these one, two on their list, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, yeah. That being said, thank you so much for bringing on this game. For sure. Uh, for calling me by your game, really. Hey, uh, there we go. We're really going to start working it in, like, uh, <laughs> to an annoying point now. But uh, that was so much fun. Before we go, like I told you, I've got a couple of fun post-show segments prepared Great. for you today. Um, the first of which is... The Fact Me by Your Game segment. And this is just where <laughs> I share fun facts with my guests about the game they brought on. Great. These can be anything from development history to Easter eggs, cheat codes, all that jazz. Um, and I've got two and then sort of a bonus one that's cheating. And I'll share Great. how that's cheating today. Great. Um, the first of which I have titled Uncharted 13. Uh, this uh, Naughty Dog, of course, not only developed the Last of Us series, but Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, and uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. 
Um, and they so there's plenty of references to those games uh, in this first one. Yeah. Um, so throughout the game's environments, you can find like little Easter eggs here and there. Uh, there's some like Jack and Daxter dolls. There's I think a Crash Bandicoot one as well. There's like yeah. a play. You can find a PlayStation Three in a few <laughs> different areas. Um, but one newspaper actually has an article uh, referencing an upcoming Uncharted movie, which uh, I guess in this universe is the 13th. So it's Uncharted 13. <laughs> and starring in this movie um, are uh, t- uh, Justin Bieber and Drake. Uh, wow. I, which I guess Drake is I probably just like a close reference to Nathan Drake. And then Bieber's the Tom Holland stand-in, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that, so, well... Because who's in the actual Uncharted movie? It's Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, right? It is, yes. So Mark Wahlberg at one time was a rapper. Yes, Drake yes, he was. Is a rapper. Bieber looks like Tom Holland. It's the same movie. We see it, and uh, in yeah. fact, uh, whoever made—I don't know if it's Universal, whoever made the one they did this year—but I don't know. Maybe consider some recasting. Yeah, uh, might be good for the sequel. I don't know the thirteenth sequel. Maybe by the thirteenth sequel, let's get. Uh, Old Drake and old Justin Bieber in it, man. <laughs> hey, I'll be there day one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The it's it also strange. I think this is unrelated, but uh, Mark Wahlberg was. I think uh, there were so, so many years of re- rumors of this movie uh, of an Uncharted movie coming out that he aged out of the Nathan Drake role uh, <laughs> yeah. somehow. Um, but that's our that's first great. fun fact. Uh, the that's second great. one I have titled uh, "Planet Earth Inspo." Um, so the infected. You know, the core concept of the game were inspired by a segment of the BBC nature documentary, Planet Earth, yeah. um, which I guess, did you know about this at all? I, I did. Yeah. Yes. Well, because um, there's, not to undercut your story, oh, but there's- Please, by all means. This, there is a brain, a brain-eating fungus. There's a segment in Planet Earth where they talk about these ants yes. that get this brain-eating fungus that basically turns them into- zombies that do whatever this brain eating fungus wants and then the craziest part is when they die and the like fungus like grows out of their head they look all gnarly and crazy like the clickers from the game it's very interesting it's i think i have not seen a lot of planet earth i have seen this (laughs) and it is (laughs) and it's uh like i feel like you could have so many thoughts like that watching specifically programs like this we're like what if it was like this uh but yeah so i think seeing this uh section of the of the of planet earth um the creators of the game you know Druckmann, uh got the idea for their inspiration for the clickers um, and they were like hey this could actually happen someday yeah uh, so let's <laughs> let's like give ourselves some ourselves more nightmare fuel um and the last Easter egg I have for you is a cheat because this was only in the Last of Us Part One remake that mm. came out this year, uh, and I have it titled "World's Best Easter Egg." Um, <laughs> so, a new addition for the recently released Last of Us Part One remake: uh, Joel and Ellie are able to track down a suspiciously familiar office in the financial district of this Pittsburgh chapter. And I was. I uh, watched a video earlier, and it's just a full layout of the Dunder Mifflin office. I was gonna say I pl- I played through it recently. Oh, nice! Yeah, and I I had heard I felt like I'd heard that, mm-hmm. and I found I found it. Yes, and, and I got and I was like, oh yeah, hey, it is. Yeah, it's like well here they, here it is uh, in but, Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but you know not I guess not too far from uh, no 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 no. 
Close uh, enough. Scranton. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Um, I don't know the geography of, of Pennsylvania, actually. I don't actually yeah, they know if they're opposite close or fall. Of the state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, that'll do it for the Fact Me By Your Game segment, and I'll uh, get us into the final one. The game recommendations. Now, uh, right. Mackie, this is going to be my one forced tie-in to the movie uh, Call Me By Your Name, um, where I treat The Last of Us as your passionate summer love that you're eventually going to move on from. And so <laughs> these three recommendations are potential new flings for you that all have, you know, something in common. Cause I think a little familiarity is nice when seeking a new, uh, absolutely, you know, fling. It's gotta feel we'll similar. It. It's gotta give you similar feelings. Yes. So, um, each of these are different in their own way. I'll get into it now. Um, if you want, uh, to play another game that is a sen- that is a sort of escort mission, uh, but this time with absolutely zero dialogue and from the year 2001, I'll recommend a game called Eco. Do you know Eco? I've heard of Eco. It's, Which one is that? This is the one made by the uh, Shadow of the Colossus creator. Um, and you are a little boy who is escorting this uh, a girl around the entire story. Oh, and it's, okay. I do actually, so spoiler alert, um, uh, I don't always recommend the games that are in the recs. Some of them, there might be a joke later, uh, but <laughs> this one I do recommend if you could play. Okay. It's kind of hard to find now um, and play on like modern consoles, but yeah. phenomenal game. Cool. Uh, I actually just did a, uh, If do you know The Last Guardian, the game with the boy and the big bird dog thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, Same- I have not played it but i've seen it same same people. creator yeah he's only made three games eco shadow and this and we just did a co-op episode on it for november so oh cool that game i also highly recommend some people have issues with the controls and stuff i i it brought me to tears and it was also <laughs> really fun uh anyway oh great um so eco is your first recommendation beautiful um if you want a game with similar story beats um in a horror rat filled world I'll recommend a modern game, A Plague Tale Innocence. I've heard of this game, but I've never played it. I've it's, heard it's great. It's I've heard the same. I think the the sequel came out this year and was nominated for some game awards. Um, yeah. But this also is like it's it's not a buddy game, but like you have a, a companion the whole time. Great. Kind of like The Last of Us. So. Uh, if you're looking for a modern experience that just, yeah. but with a slight tweak, that's one that you could have. And for your final recommendation, um, if you know, instead of being the last of us, you want everyone to be there. Uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and recommend uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. The tagline <laughs> for that game is "Everyone is here." Um, so that's uh, so Great. your recommendations Great for today. Great um, I think I'll I'll check that one out. You'll check that I'll one check, out. I'll check that one out for sure. You know, it's uh, rare that the joke one gets someone. But here <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, no, Plague Tale sounds good too. I've I've actually even seen people playing the new the newer one yes. on Twitch that I, and I was like, oh, oh this looks cool. cool. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I've never played it either, but uh, I'll have to. I'll probably check it out at some point. Um, Hell yeah, dude! But your recommendations for today are Eco. A Plague Tale Innocence and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, <laughs> that'll do it for the game recommendations, and that'll actually bring us to the end of the show. Wow, um, we made it! Look at us! Look at look like, at all the road behind us! Look at that! Uh, quite like Joel <laughs> and Ellie, there's something that uh, that you're probably not telling me, uh, but I'm just happy to be with you here at the end. I've got I got a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. I got no. bit. I got bit, but I'm I feel fine. <laughs> and hey, I gotta say, you look great. Um, <laughs> 
So as we head out today uh, and plug whatever we want, uh, thanks again for joining me. This was Dude, so much. Thanks fun so to much get for having on. me. Yeah, this was a blast. I'm glad we can make it happen, bro. Me too, dude. Awesome. Oh, yeah, even though you did some plugs up top, um, if you want to plug that or anything else you want people yeah. to find, feel free. Um, hit up www.biggrandewebsite.com. There you can find the Teacher's Lounge, a podcast that Big Grande is fairly well known for it's in the so niche good. indie comedy community. Yes. Uh, you can also find some other pod- podcasts that we've made in the last couple of years. Uh, you can also find Live on Set, which is a four-episode improvised uh, sort of special video special where we uh, did improv uh, on full sets in full costume, hair and makeup, but we didn't know what we were doing until we stepped on stage. Um, that is also the lights just up. absolutely incredible. It was it was maybe the funnest two days of my life shooting that oh, uh, last year. Uh, so you can get those. Um, and then you can find me at it's John Mackey on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, maybe on TikTok too. I don't do that many TikToks. I think that's my <laughs> handle on TikTok. Uh, and then yeah, check out uh, YouTube.com/slash How You Been for the backlog of the How You Been uh, live shows. Uh, and then like yeah, keep an eye on my Twitter. Uh, I announce I stream occasionally. On Twitch still, I announced that on on uh, Twitter the day or two before I'm going to do it. Uh, and then, yeah, hopefully next year, uh, Brett DeMott will be back at it with some more episodes yeah. of How You Been uh, with all of your funny favorite comedians on them. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, okay. Also, Diet Coke. I love Diet Coke. Um, <laughs> yeah, check so it out. <laughs> Coca-Cola, if you're listening, hit me up, dude. Um, oh, this is you're hoping for a sponsorship here now. <laughs> it, hey, I'd love it. I'd love it Boy, if it could happen, but no, you know, I get it. If big, if uh, big Coca Cola has their ear to the ground on this show, <laughs> I can guarantee you that. Um, well, uh, thanks for um, thanks for hitting us with your plugs. Like I said, I'll include them in the show notes. Thanks, man. Uh, and I'll just close this out with some plugs of my own. Hell yeah. The show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find Glenn and his great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. This show is produced and edited by Jeremy Schmidt. You can give him a little thanks by checking out his show, Video Games, a Comedy Show, where if you're listening to this by the time uh, this episode comes out, uh, we've just done our two-part Game of the Year episode where we are where we give out awards, uh, and we've got some new ones coming this year uh, and some really goofy ones. Last year, <laughs> I mean, hey, if you want, want me to sell it last year, the Video Game Character of the Year was Chris Pratt Mario, who we never <laughs> even had seen at the point. It is not actually in a video game, but that's the kind of fun we have there. So video games, a comedy show, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow <laughs> me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, I stream occasionally on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. And then lastly, like I said before, check us out on Patreon. If you like me and you like listening to the show, uh, there's a whole lot more of me and other people on our network <laughs> giving you more video game podcasts uh, there. We're at patreon.com slash super radio. Not only the co-op deep dive episodes that I do every single month with a group of people are there, 30 of them. Uh, there's over 100 episodes of super NPCs now, a weekly show you get, uh, whatever tier you're at. You get the Games Club. We have gone through Resident Evil, 
The Legend of Zelda, Donkey Kong, Metal Gear Solid, and next year, our format is changing to an actual book club format where we're going to go through sections of big games. Um, but yeah, if you want to support us there and get more great content, especially for the holidays, all this travel, <laughs> patreon.com slash super NPC radio. But that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game, and we will see you on the next one.